You're about to enter a world of images brought to you only within the mind. A world of sound. A world of books judged only on their covers. Of films pitched only with their titles. It's a podcast that breaks into the house of contemporary film with the crowbar of discontent, and is immediately hit in the face with the paint cans of improvisation. It's a dimension of nonsense and contradiction, of narrative breaks and a grotesque misrepresentation of reality. This is the Life's a Pitch Podcast. Welcome to the Life's a Pitch Podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's a, it's a show that we now write for. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele has asked us to write the next <laughs> season of The Twilight Zone. We now write for The Twilight Zone. <laughs> that's, so, um, uh, that's, that's this week in The Twilight Zone. That's this week in The Twilight Zone, yeah. This week in The Twilight Zone, the, the big problem is, the big cosmic problem to... that's really, really going to start affecting people yeah. is that uh, we now write it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just, um, it'd be weird if at the end of this recording session we couldn't leave this room yeah. until we pitched a, a good episode of The Twilight oh, shit, Zone. we promised it and now, yeah. now we've got laptops here, we're going to have to write it. We're going to have to type <laughs> oh, it up and shit. email it to Jordan Peele oh, before, no. before the end of the day. Oh God, I could, I could tweet at him. It's like, <laughs> we've written this episode, please. Please, please Let read it. Out. Please now reappear, like, um, let the doorknobs in this studio reappear. We won't be able to leave this room. <laughs> We're clawing at the doors, Mr. Peel. please. No, please, Mr. Peel, <laughs> bring out the lockdown. Stop, stop the isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Two men cannot leave their cannot leave their studio until uh, until they have written a Twilight Zone episode that fixes the coronavirus. <laughs> wow, that is a bold <laughs> statement. So the Twilight Zone, yeah, speculative fiction from the fifties sixties era, yeah, that's sort of kept on going for a few decades it's like Doctor Who keeps, keeps, of, keeps rearing its its beautiful head doesn't it keeps on coming back because it's much like War of the Worlds it sort of goes with the anxieties of the time it's uh, yeah it's an anthology series speculative sci-fi it's very good we're going to be doing it now yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be writing. Just... So th- that's an end to that streak. Yeah, we're gonna be it's pitching really... a few episodes of the Twilight Zone. It's been really good over the course of of uh, six decades. <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. The lives of pitch boys are gonna have a crack at it. <laughs> okay. Oh. I, now I haven't done any uh, any research, Tom, yep. but uh, I reckon I can do this. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Probably I'm... pretty easy. <laughs> um. It's just us this week. It's just us this week, trapped in this room until we come up with a few good episodes of the Twilight Zone. Uh, you've given us titles for these Twilight Zone episodes. We're just going to pitch what they could be. We have to try and figure out the central anxiety of, of society based on your. We, we're, it's like we're like Freud. We've got to figure out what you're, what you're most about. anxious about yeah. based on your whatever pitches you've given us. 
I like to think I like to think we'll come out of this knowing you a lot better. Yes. Uh, title givers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Original creator of Twilight Zone, Rod Sterling. Uh, now, now, sort of show ran by Jordan Peele, known for Get Out and Us, and uh, the Key and Peele show um, on Now TV. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. I think you can get it on the Sci-Fi Channel as well. But it's on Now TV streaming, and it's really good. So I, I highly recommend watching it. Just sort of free advertisement for <laughs> for there you go, Mr. Well, Peel. It's not necessarily free if we do end up getting cursed to write it. <laughs> Fair enough, that's a good point. Um so yeah, you've given us all titles on our social media. So on our Twitter, that's at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter, and on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. We're just gonna pitch a few episodes, much like we did with the Black Mirror episodes uh, a few years ago. It's been. I think we did one last year, didn't we? Something like that. Uh, but yeah, now we're doing the Twilight Zone. Um, so let's see what we do with these titles. All right. So from Tomasz Chodakowski, we've got the man who would not stop licking. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Oh, <laughs> I like what, what anxiety is this playing to? <laughs> it's overconsumption I, of yeah, I, obesity. The, the thing is, right? Yeah. It's not obesity. I think everything just tastes really good. <laughs> it's the, it's like um, corn syrup being in everything, right? Like yeah. The, like it's everything is just really really tasty, and uh. and so we have we we can't differentiate between the stuff that's good for us and the stuff that's just terrible for us, but tastes like it's good for us. Well, I think this this guy could be driving uh, across across country yeah. as uh, as quite a lot of. Twilight Zone protagonists are. Yeah. Uh, they're just driving across country and they, they stop at this town where everything is made from candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, so and it's like one of these, is it like one of these roadside attraction towns? Kind of, Where yeah. like it started out as a, um, as a as a sideshow, like a roadside attraction sort of thing to, to bring people who are, who are doing transit like... A, a, a farm wasn't paying out, and so they mm. they created these roadside stops. Well, this is the thing. I, I think the twist should be it's just a regular town, <laughs> and he's going around <laughs> licking, licking things. things. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. I think this is the thing. It can't be like a salacious like lick. Yeah. It's got to be a mm, mm, like a little. He pokes his tongue out once <laughs> and just gives it a little lick, and then just <laughs> moves on to the next. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like hmm. I, I think uh, I think he should. He's a, he's a, he's a food critic. Ah, <laughs> that's a right good idea actually. That's that's um, sort of uh, Nick Frost, food critic. Yes, and uh, uh, like he's just be, he's he's known as the uh, very rude, very critical food critic. Yes, yeah, he, he's uh, he's constantly sort of. Like he's frowned upon in his hometown because yeah. he keeps sort of he gets shouted at by a ca- local cafe owner. I think he works for the for the you know New York Times or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. He is like the restaurant critic that will make or break a brand new top of the line restaurant, mm. and he has just broken a top of the line restaurant. Well, right. This was someone's yeah. everything. This was Gordon Ramsay. He's ru- he's this ruined. Is... But this is the thing, right? It wasn't even Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. It was someone who was up and coming. Yeah. Doesn't have anything to fall back on. Yeah. And he's just ruined a life. Yeah. Essentially, by 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 poo pooing this restaurant. Yeah. This family restaurant. Yeah. And 
and uh, he's driving from New York to LA. Yeah. Uh, to sort of meet up with with a new a new brand new restaurant that's opened up, and he yeah. stopped off at this town where he stops in this cafe. Yeah. And this cafe is like, eh, it's been the best best meal you ever ate. Best meal you ever ate. I highly doubt that. <laughs> actually. Yeah, go on. Try some of the medium rare steak. Uh, I have mine rare only, thank you very much. All right, well, try some of the rare steak then. Take some of that burning back, please. <laughs> and and, uh, and the guy sort of sort of sort of tongue in cheek, sort of like. Eh, eh. Do I look it's like the best steak you've ever eaten? Do I look like a gentleman who likes sauce on his steak? Yeah, just try it. You may like it. And uh, I don't know who, who this cafe owner is. Fine, if you won't let, let me leave without trying this, I'll give it a lick. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then he just devours the whole steak yeah. in about a minute. That's why they call it the minute steak. <laughs> because once, you, once you've once you started, you, you're, you're done within a minute. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I, think we, I think we cut away, right? He, lo- we, um, he licks it, right? Hmm. We He's like... Mm, you see a, a, a kind of consternation on his face. He's deliberating and, and, and can't quite figure out what's going on. And then we pan the camera, right, around to the rest of the diner. Yeah. Right? And then um, as it's going, it goes across one part of the diner. Someone's, like, cooking some eggs in, 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 in yeah. a frying pan, right? Other side of the diner, another worker at the diner is now wiping down the bar, yeah. right? And then back round, and you can see that after he gets to the bar... The rest of the, ca- the rest of the diner is empty. Loads of time has passed as it gets back to him, yeah. right? And the plate's empty. Yeah. Right. Like it, we we basically just pan around and he doesn't know what's happened. But, yeah. Uh, like a, an hour has passed. Everyone's gone and he's just finished off this plate of steak. Yeah. It's it, like he's fucking loving this steak. <laughs> yeah. So I think then he just starts like I think. Um, I think he has a sort of glass of red wine with it as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he, he finishes he finishes the the glass, and then he he just licks the. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, huh? Yeah. Like breaks <laughs> off the glass and in his mouth and starts eating that as well. He's yeah. Like, this is incredible. And it's like and it's sugar glass. Yeah. He's like, well, this is incredible. This is incredible. It's sugar glass, right? Yeah. Because he's not bleeding, mm. right? He's just bit into it. And he's just crunching it down. We sort of like, um, we see him like from behind. He says, this is amazing. This is amazing. Like, you, is this everything? And then he, he like licks his fork and mm. then bites into it. And it, it shears off like taffy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think mainly it sort of escalates yeah so he starts, he's just licking the windows <laughs> of this cafe yeah and um <laughs> i think it sort of ends with him just devouring this little kid <laughs> like he's just like chasing this kid out onto the street in which he starts just munching down like it, it escalates to I, that think he, point. I think he eats john goodman who is the okay. is is the the owner of the diner? Okay, right. Like 
it's sort of like um, he's he like he's already eaten the windows and everyone's like trying yeah. to get away like what the yeah, hell's yeah, happening? Yeah. Why are you biting into the diner tables and stuff? Yeah. And as we go along, it becomes more and more clear that people around him's reactions are to that of a man eating furniture, yeah, not of a man eating chocolate furniture. Yes, yeah, chocolate like... furniture, or just, just edible furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then and then he just uh, <laughs> I think yep. John Goodman yep. goes. Have a lick of my finger. Go on. <laughs> Go on. And then he just starts eating John Goodman, and that's where we sort of end with the with the police turning up outside this cafe. And uh, I, I I think it's 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 think, a it's I a think... metaphor for reviewing everything. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, John Goodman has a shotgun to yeah. to, to to Nick Frost, right? <laughs> He's got a shotgun to, to Nick Frost, and Nick Frost is like s- briefly startled out of like his his stupor. Yeah. Right. This is how it, this is how this happens, and he's like, Are "You calmed down? Have you have you calmed down?" He's like, "Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm quite calm." He's like, "Okay, right, come 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 here out, out of the out of the diner," and he and as he moves his hand towards yeah. um, Nick Frost, Nick Frost just. His, his hand <laughs> oh no! <laughs> to to like guide him out, and he and then we cut away. Yeah, we we uh, like hard cut to the police, to the police turning outside. up, yeah. and John Goodman's so, corpse be, uh, like open on the well, ground. He's, he's got like a, a muzzle on him yes. as he's been taken oh, yeah, away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's just yeah. like blood stains across the ground. Yeah, and I think it is just sort of like uh, being overcritical of everything yeah, yeah. in your in your life, uh, denying yourself. Simple pleasures will eventually lead to like, yeah. uh, like needing them more yeah. uh, in an animalistic way. Th- there we go. <laughs> the was, man uh... who wouldn't stop licking. Thanks, Thomas Jodorowsky, for that one. Uh, so, from Anthony Wilson, we've got "Once in Your Lifetime." Once in your lifetime. Hmm. Mm. So could this be the fear of missing out? Oh, FOMO. FOMO. Or could it be like um, sort of a thing going around like uh, at the moment where it's just like this is a big news thing that's happening. All over the world people are like sort of staying in their homes. Well, it could be both because it could be um, a fear of missing out. Like so... A new film comes out, right? Yeah. Infinity War, right? Yeah. Sort of that level of... Yeah, endgame yeah. sort of stuff, right? Huge event, yeah. right? The first time you see something, the first time you experience something... Yeah. It is is crystalline, right? So... Oh, and no. And there's something you can only do once in your lifetime. Yes. This is an experience you can have, mm. and you can only ever have it once in your lifetime. Yes, right? and it's like this, this, this version of like uh, kind of writ large the idea that you can only experience one thing, each thing one, for the so first time once. It, it's it's like um, it's like going back and sort of like oh, I, I love that movie. Like Endgame, it's just yeah. like I wish I could go back and watch that for the, for the first, first time, time again, again and be yeah. and be shocked. Yes. Um, I or think... like, or like, I had, I, I went to see Endgame, and some 
fucker was snoring next to me. Yeah. I had it ruined. That, that film was yeah. ruined for me. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that that would be the conceit here is that someone gets dragged, doesn't want to go and see this thing, doesn't want to go and do this thing. Yeah. And then they get, they get dragged to do it. And there's so much hype built around it that it completely, like the, the anxiety of this thing, experiencing this thing for the first time, everyone's coming out of it being like, it's the best, it's the most wonderful show you'll ever see. Yeah. And then, um, I'm so happy now. <laughs> Every, it, <laughs> My life's problems are solved. So, so this guy is, uh, who are we casting for this? Um, uh, I think, I think we should have, um, uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell? As, okay. as our, as our point of view character yeah um she's got a she's got enough um anxious energy to to, yeah. to do this yeah um to overthink things yeah um and then i want to i guess i'm just talking about good place people <laughs> um uh <laughs> and i think there's someone right it's like a magician some kind of show a very showy show yeah that you go to and you come out having your life having changed, or, or like a film, sort of basic, basic kind of like around a, a sort of allegory for like the latest Marvel movie. Sure, yeah. Like this film will change your life. Yes. Although at the end of the day, it is just kind of as Martin Scorsese says, like a fairground ride. Really, at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day, like it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, no depth at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's got some depth, but not, <laughs> not. Enough, really. <laughs> um, sort of, it, it's it's more spectacle than than actual death. Yeah. But it is just like a kind of like, oh my god, this is this is one thing that will happen. I mean, I had a little bit of that with with Midsummer, right? Like yeah, yeah. everyone was like, this thing will change you, and I was like, yeah. well, what it did was it gave, made me non-verbal for a good twelve hours. <laughs> but uh, that's changed. Yeah. <laughs> it has. Yeah, I have never gone twelve hours without speaking before. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> You know, I've gone 12 hours with speaking, yeah. <laughs> 12 hours speaking for 12 hours straight. That's not a problem for me, Tom. Uh, the problem is getting me to shut up. Yeah. And Midsummer succeeded. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. It was it was a lovely day <laughs> at our house. <laughs> so anyway, um, this experience it is a it'll change you. It will make it will cleanse you of all your sins. That's like. Uh, like third act yeah that's how they start speaking about this film yeah like it's the film is called once in your lifetime yeah it's kind of like a uh what's it um wonderful life yeah kind of film Mm -hmm. where it's sort of like quite depressing but also we never see it yeah we never see the film but it's uh, it's a sort of fictional film in in a film in a in an episode yeah um i think uh Kristen, Kristen Bell might be trying to avoid spoilers. Um, well, for it, yeah, sure, that works. Um, yeah, because because okay, so she's living um in a like shared house. Yeah, with a lot of roommates, and the first one comes back, played by um Annie Lennox. And Annie Lennox <laughs> is like, <laughs> yeah, Annie Lennox is like, go on, <laughs> Annie Lennox is like. I can't believe how amazing this film was. Yeah. My life has completely changed. Cause she goes in just like uh what what could be what could be depressing her like she's uh like a like a relative just died. Yeah. Uh she's um lost a job. It helped me get over my divorce. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's lost an arm. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, like she, she's really, really. She like lost she's, her arm in the divorce. That she, was the she, worst part. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, that 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 contract was tight. That was uh, a that was a hearty prenup. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. We will never get divorced because I will give my right arm if we get divorced. It okay. was on, it was on record. I'll, I'll write it down here as very uh, unorthodox, but here. <laughs> she's like, yep, I I am. Totally, totally in love with this man. If we if we get divorced, I will give my right arm because we will never get divorced. They're getting divorced. She's losing her right arm. Yeah. So she's someone's absolutely... died. She's lost a job. She's... She basically what we're trying to say is she's bottom, <laughs> she's... bottom of the fucking bottom of the bottle. Bottom of the bottle, as Nickelback put it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yay! She's, she's at the bottom of every bottle. Yeah, bottom um, of every bottle. Um. <laughs> she's been wrong. She's been down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so uh, this film has changed her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she's come back from this like ecstatic. Yeah, a new look on life. And 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 Kristen Bell's like, ah, I mean, sure, I'll I'll go see it. I'll, I'm putting it off a little bit. I've got a lot of work to do, but yeah. you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And and but and it's just like. Oh, no, but I've got to tell you, there's this one bit, right? Yeah, just love the idea of Kristen Bell and Alex sharing a house. <laughs> yeah. There's this one bit where Michael Fassbender, she's like, don't, <laughs> don't spoil it. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get this assignment done. Yeah. And then I will watch it. Mm. Okay. And and, uh, and Alex is like, oh, I and, and so next day, she's still working on the assignment. Another roommate goes and sees it, comes back, yeah. same conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And Kristen Bell's like, ah, oh, just leave me alone, right? Yeah. But then she sort of like, close, like slams her door, her room door, uh, starts working again, right? And then she's like, wait, wait a minute. Goes back to open the door. Annie Lennox has a little arm growing out <laughs> of a stump. <laughs> <laughs> just... Oh my god! Her arm's growing back. That's so good. And she's back together with her husband. <laughs> well, um, she started dating her husband again. Yes, yeah. And uh, she's found a new job. And she's like, <laughs> "Fuck, I'm really unhappy. Maybe I should like no. no <laughs> this it, can't be the it's, film. It's, it's can't, it can't it's be the film, film that's doing it. I just got. She got lucky. Yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, her, her other roommate is 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 about to default on rent. She's going to get kicked <laughs> out of the house. Yeah. Right. The thing the is, though, day, this yeah. woman's growing an arm. She's yeah. fine. Like she's completely <laughs> yeah. normal with yeah. it. Like yeah. just a little baby arm. <laughs> a baby arm coming out. Of... Yeah. 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 Little baby arm. It'll grow to a full size arm by the end of the thing. It's a fun prosthetic uh, thing we do with this one. Fucking <laughs> 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 weird. <laughs> and oh oh so at the end, I've got this thing at the end of this film mm. at the end of this this episode the monologue from Jordan Peele is we go into the into the room with um uh as as Kristen Bell comes out um cuz she's going to sneak in for a second viewing of this yeah. that's going to be the arc of this thing right? okay. she sees it it gets ruined for her but she's like well, this thing you're, you're you're only allowed to go in once well, no, that's the point she she She's struggling with like a lot of stuff at work. Yeah. Like uh, she's sort of on on the sort of chopping line. She's gonna. But, she's gonna. Uh, if she doesn't get this assignment done, she's yeah. She's gone. So she she goes to see this film and she's like she comes out of it crying like that was incredible. That was incredible. Things go really well for her at work and and stuff like that. And then she goes and sees it again. Yeah. And then stuff just starts to collapse. 
Okay. Rounder. I'm not sure what that's a metaphor for, but there we go. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I like the feeling that, like, yeah, so it, it, we skip time a little bit, maybe. Yeah. She goes and sees this, this show, mm. goes and sees this film. Um, she comes out, her, her life starts to get better and better, yeah. right? And then... She ends up being the boss. Yeah. But then something goes wrong, mm-hmm. as it always does. Not, like, terribly wrong, yeah. but, like, um, profits are down, yeah. right? The CEO now... She's on the line because she's the boss of this office. Yeah. Right. The CEO is like, "This happened under your watch. What's what's going on?" Yeah. And it's like it's a small problem, but she goes to see the show again. And well, the, the she, point of this show gets, is she gets it on DVD. The, well, no, this is the thing. The pro- point of this film is yeah. you're only allowed to see it once, and it will never be released on DVD. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. a once in a lifetime experience. Fair enough. That's a good point. And she is like, "I got to go see it again." Yeah. I, I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to go see it again. So she she sneaks into... She, her office, works... Is, is part of the distribution network for the um, for the cinemas. Yeah. That's her uh, okay. job. And that's what's going on. Is this this run... Everyone's now seen this. Yeah. The boom in sales that came with that. Yeah, yeah. Ticket sales is now dropped off. Okay. And now she... And so she, it's all linked up together then, yeah. She steals a reel of the film. Okay. From the distribution network sort of thing. You know, she would normally be, like, her office normally distributes, um, works in the paperwork for distributing the films to all the different cinemas in the land. Yeah. Right? But she steals one. Mm. She goes down into the into the warehouse and she, she's like, hey, I just wanted to check some numbers. And she steals one of the reels. And um, she watches it again. Like, she, she's got, like, she gets a piece of equipment. She starts playing it on her, on her bedroom wall. Yeah. Right? And then, um, you know, stuff goes a little bit better again. Yeah. Right, and then you see her like never leave like the room she, again. She just she just gets stuck in her front she, room. She starts watching the film every day. Yeah, and then um, to the point where she just is stuck in that room. Yeah, watching it exactly. And then um, she we end the film as she is dragged out of that room because um, like oh no no um uh. A housemate comes comes in and like Kristen Bell is just dead. Oh yeah, she's just dead. She's yeah. just dead watching and, and, this film. And the camera pans up to the screen. Yeah, and it's Jordan <laughs> Peele. <laughs> yeah, surprise, Jordan Peele. <laughs> He's just talking, talking to the camera. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I knew that was where that was going. What we found here. <laughs> um, media can make our lives better. But it is our lives that make the media uh, that make the media better. I don't. Yeah, that make the media worth watching. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Um, so from Matthew R. Wright at Dark Tree Audio on Twitter, we've got the Shadow Herd singing. Ooh, fancy. I quite. You never get titles like this. I know, right? This is this is great. This is... <laughs> oh, we should do Twilight Zone more often. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just whenever we ask for a genre, or you could give us more Twilight Zone. Or stuff. some more Twilight Zone yeah, stuff. <laughs> just more Twilight Zone but, titles, yeah. please. Uh, it was very difficult to actually pick a pick five because they were all really, really good. Good, good quality content. This yeah, week. we got a lot of lot of suggestions. Um, so the Shadow Herd singing, right? I've got a, a sort of genesis for an idea. Okay. I think it's it's a singer, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Uh, okay. Um, singer. She'll she be singing. It's what? Amber Heard singing. Amber Heard singing. I think she it, it, kind of like uh, Peter Pan, right? Kind of. 
thing. It's kind of like a bit of band that, you know, the, the shadow is shadow sort is of, separate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, separate entity, um, essentially. I think, I don't think she's got any interest in singing at all. No. But her shadow does. <laughs> so, um, like, the maybe the idea that, like, um, she is... So what, what what does she do for a living? I don't know. She's, she's an artist. Artist, right? yeah, yeah. A, a visual artist, right? Yeah. And she was... We'll, we'll find out later that she was... Well, in flashbacks... Yeah. That she was... Her, her parents tried to make her be a kind of a theatre, all singing, all dancing yes, performer like, in the youth. Yes, uh, like a theatre child. But then she went to art school. Yeah. She ran away to art school. Yeah. And then now she's, she's this and... prestigious painter. Or, or or like sort of concept artist at like a film company or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like the idea that she's alone working in the studio. Yeah. Right. A close light, like, is being cast a low light because mm. it's all you know in studios. Often you have these like low lamps that sort of like um, almost like spotlights that are, are pointed at the thing you're working on, so that you can sort of like see every aspect of it in every light. Mm. And as she's um, as she sort of like walks in front of these lights, the shadow is enormous, right? And the yeah. bigger the shadow is, the louder this singing is. Yes. And and if it's a, if if she's a regular size shadow, it's just really whispering. Yeah. So it's just it's just kind of like a humming. Yeah. In the studio that she hears, like what the fuck going is on that? There? What the fuck is that? And she's. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the sort of darker it gets as she sort of works on this painting, yeah. The more her spotlight. Yeah, becomes more prominent, uh, prominent as yeah. opposed to the sun. Yes, yeah, and uh, and the the longer the shadow gets, the the louder the singing gets yes, and yeah. stuff. And so, like, she's like, she thinks it's the neighbours, right? She yeah. thinks it's the studio downstairs or whatever, because it's a, um, she's she's on the phone, uh, she's on on Skype or whatever to yeah. um to her sister, mm. uh, and she's saying like. I, they're always having parties downstairs. Uh, this is, it, it's really affecting my work. I'm, I have been I haven't been able to I, sleep. I've I've been trying to paint, and it's yeah. just so distracting <laughs> listening to this fucking singing. Yeah, it's like opera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's classic opera. I mean, normally they're they're doing EDM. I don't know what they're trying downstairs. <laughs> now, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, normally they're just smoking weed and putting putting like reggae on. <laughs> This is this is full on opera. This is full right? on opera. I don't yeah. understand it. Anyway, so she's like, I don't understand it at all. And then as she goes back to work, just sort of like <laughs> kind of all, all really really picks up mm. um, as she sort of walks back towards the light to turn it off. Yeah, and then and it's it's goes. gone. What's that? And um, trying to think where this is going. Really. So um, I think at that point, yeah. There's a bum 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 on the door, right? Da 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 da. Um, yeah. As as it's getting louder, she's not. It's, she hasn't done the turning off thing yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe she has, and then she turned it back on again, and then yeah. so it happened again. And then bam, 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 and it's the guy from downstairs. Yeah. He's like, we're trying to sleep. <laughs> like, why do you have she to play like... opera at that volume at this time of the night? Yeah. Oh, nice paintings, and then, and then leaves, <laughs> and she's just like, "What the fuck is this? Where is this mysterious sound coming from?" Now? Yeah, she knows it's not downstairs. It's not here. It must be upstairs, right? Mm. So the sun is like going down, right? It's it's sunset, and she um, 
like walks upstairs to the next because it's a brand new building. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of up, the upstairs studio isn't even finished yet. Yeah. Right. There's still um like sheets over the yeah, 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 yeah still yeah. sheets over everything. Yeah. It's like uh the yeah. Uh, can't, can't think now. Um, <laughs> that, that floor from Die Hard. It's like that floor from Die Hard that isn't finished yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so picture that. She gets there and there's there's like not a wall, right? Yeah. And she's like, "What the hell?" But there is a ceiling, mm. right? Um, the wall is just a big plastic sheet sort of thing, and the light is brighter here because there's just a big clear plastic sheet okay. over over the wall, right? And it's getting louder and louder. She's like, "I'm getting closer." She walks up another set of completely unfinished stairs now. Yeah. Right? Because she's sure it's above her. Yeah, yeah. Right? And she's going up. She's like, "What the hell?" Because like with the sun going down, her her, yeah, her, her shadows shadows getting... longer and longer and longer, and she's getting into more and more bright. Yeah. She gets onto the roof. And now her shadow is cast from the top of the building mm. all the way down, like... Uh, onto another building. Broadway. Yeah. She's on the on... very end of Broadway. <laughs> Which is weirdly... North-South. <laughs> yeah. North-South and during a power cut. Yeah. So, so there's no lights on Broadway apart yeah, yeah, yeah. from her. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and so just like this enormous shadow gets cast over Broadway. Yeah. And um, like all the windows and signs smash. Oh, God. Because like this this singing is so loud. But everyone comes out of the theatres and yeah. everything like that. And they're all just, just like... Looking up at her. Like, oh, this is that's the greatest performance we've ever heard. <laughs> Such a good flash it's, mob. That's the greatest almost. performance we've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then um, her parents turn up. Yeah. Well, her parents are, are running a Broadway show and yeah, they're just yeah. like, what? <laughs> I can't believe you did stages like this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like her her painting lies forgotten. Yeah. As she's the centre of a of media Ferrari. Mm. Um, and what well, has got to go badly for her, right? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's it's the fact that she's been torn away from her paintings yeah. uh, to sort of live a life that her parents wanted for her, but not what she wanted. Well, actually, yeah, so this is it. Um, she, I tell you what, quick edit, yeah. she had a short but explosive Broadway career. Yeah. Everyone's been wondering when she's going back to Broadway, mm. right? She hated it. Yeah, yeah. Hated it, hated it, hated it. But she had this short massive role right in the on the main stages right um everyone loved it she hated doing it and everyone no matter when she whenever she tries to like talk about her her art they say well when are you going to do broadway again right she's trying to escape that and then we get this this moment where everyone's out of their buildings everyone knows who she is yeah they're clapping and applauding and she just throws herself off the building <laughs> wow because she's yeah. just like, I'm never going back there. <laughs> yeah. That's what she can't escape her yeah. shadow. She can't escape her shadow, which is, which is the, her past of, yeah. of, of being on the stage. The, uh, the, can't escape the Broadway fame. history that's, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> fame is something you can't. Yeah. Can't, for, can't for better alter. or worse, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't escape fame. Yep. There we go. So that was our pitch for a few episodes of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, so uh, Jordan, Thank you. Jordan Peele. Uh, yeah, you're welcome, Jordan Peele. Get back that's, to uh, us. Done, a, done you a, a few few hours. Please don't curse us. 
I know that I, as soon as you take over the Twilight Zone, you do get that ability. Yes. So thank you for listening to those Twilight Zone episodes we've, yeah. uh, we've just pitched for your consideration, yes. for your for your approval. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed the episode, please share it around with your friends. Tell people about it. Do whatever you can to get us known out, out in the wider world. <laughs> Do as much as you can in this day and age. To yeah. Be honest. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've, there are people I know who are who are doing political canvassing via dating profiles. So, like, if you want to go that far, it's yeah. um, it, you can you can do that if you feel strongly enough about keeping us. Uh, alive uh, during the end times. I mean, sharing the podcast on social media is, is basically like just putting a pea in a like big, big bowl, bowl of, of peas. rice. Yeah, a big bowl of peas. <laughs> yeah, like big bowl of other peas. Yeah, because it's it, people are on social no media. No one has anything else to do. Yeah. Oh my good <laughs> lord! But on the other hand, everyone's got more time. Yeah. So this is the time. To say, hey, you know, while you're playing Animal Crossing, here's a cool thing to listen to. Yeah. Hey, you know, while you're sitting, you know, while while you're tidying up your entire house yeah. for the third time, here's a thing to listen to. <laughs> hey, while you're staring at the wall for for the fourth hour straight, yeah. And 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 grinding your nails into the arms of your sofa, <laughs> here's a good thing to listen to. Here's a good thing to listen to to put your mind off. Uh, anxiety and everything like that. Just our, our Twilight Zone episodes. <laughs> At least the anxieties aren't your current ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> if you if you don't want to do any of that, yeah, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can help fund the podcast and keep it going. Basically, yeah. In these times where basically myself. Speaking for myself, yeah. I'm a service worker. God knows what's going to happen uh, in the future for me. Yeah. Um, the uh, you can you can actually help you know potentially keep us alive for very slightly longer. <laughs> by, by, well, I mean, I'm an essential a key you're, worker. You're a key worker. So nothing has changed. Well, I'm, I I literally go to work and do whatever I do when I get home. You're like you're, you're, you're a Keegan Michael Key worker. Michael I'm Key. A, uh, <laughs> a I'm a Jordan Peele worker. So <laughs> unfortunately, I can be peeled away from the uh, from the workforce at any given time. Yes. As yeah. soon as people stop going out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to help fund the podcast, it really does help us uh, do things because it, you wouldn't expect it, but there are like costs to running a podcast like this. We don't like have any kind of independent budget really so yeah. our patrons are the people keeping the podcast going um so we like to thank them every single week um and we give them a or patreon gives yeah. them a very very generous uh character limit to for create it. their own twilight zone-esque anxiety trip and 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 such a, a twilight zone-esque anxiety trip it is hey yeah. Um, these people are Brandon Spanky Mills. Bloody hell, Mavis! That election took ages, but, but at least we got Bisk done. Ross Originals, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Dad, I think the Bisk crisis was just caused by excess narrative tensio. <laughs> James Delaney, everything that scares me should be illegal. I don't care about our mortgage rates. I just need more Bisk news. Brentle Floss. Breaking news, 
Topical references with bisque added, maybe carcinogenic. <laughs> Martin, if you don't like the restaurant, then you can get off your ass and cook. Where Bisque Turner has broken free and is battling the serial dragon of Wales. Joseph Hegarty. Ooh, Deidre. Can you believe that Brad Breakfast fella has won the electric? Sandra, I found Newcastle, but I didn't want to bring it home. Alex NSFW. Carl says that permanent embisculation is not actually that bad. Glenn, you call this Heathrow. More like Heath No. New pork crackling bisque husks. Coming to what's left of England soon. And with half the country gone, everything feels still feels pretty bisky. Some of those a little on the nose right now. Yes. <laughs> what, they Aber Aberdeen we floating up the Thames. <laughs> yeah, that happened yeah, yeah. last week. <laughs> World's gone mad. Whoever did that one, right, get in touch. Because frankly, you might be, be the new Charlie Brooker or Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> So we end the show, as we always do, with the Yes Very Clever Award. This one was given to us uh, by Phil Walters. The Yes Very Clever Award we give away to someone who's just given us a title based around an existing title. You may think, right, yeah. that because not many Twilight Zone episodes are known by the title. Yeah. Like... Uh, this would be difficult. This would be difficult. But uh, Phil Walters has done it. Uh, <laughs> the Twilight Zone of Truth. <laughs> Spell from Dungeons and Dragons. All oh, right, is it? All right. Zone of Truth is. Zone of Truth. Well, there we go. The Twilight Zone of Truth. A double whammy of a Yes Very Clever Award there. Um, so I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. And you've just been listening to the Life's a Pitch podcast. Only in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>